Welcome to my Soul Life podcast. This is my playground, and I'm your host, Susan Scollin. I believe that we can live a life we love every day. To do this, we have to go on a journey to uncover who we are on every layer. We're always evolving, and the people around us are a mirror of our growth. Over the next nine weeks, each Monday, I'm bringing you my summer soul sessions, where I share with you a wellness topic that I'm super passionate about. I'll share my thoughts and how you can grow and change too. And join me on Thursdays for the beginner health sessions for simple ways you can up-level your own health and wellness. Be inspired. I want to remind you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guests. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis or treatment, and I would encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another Summer Soul Session, and today we're going to talk about our soul's path, and we're going to talk about it from the perspective of how do we stay on our soul's path when life is happening around us and there's lots of demands coming our way. This question was brought to me by the beautiful Larissa Clark, and you can find her on Instagram at Blossom Mama. I'll pop her link to her Instagram handle in the show notes. And Larissa's been evolving over the last 12 months, a little bit longer than that, or perhaps her whole life, but particularly she's really focused on herself and what she needs over the last 12 months. And she's had a massive, massive transformation in recent weeks, which has been really exciting, but also really scary because she's about, well, she's going deeper into following her soul's path and what that can mean for her. And she can already see that some of the challenges that come in, you know, that people perceive, oh, you don't work Fridays anymore. Oh, we can go to lunch and we can do this and we can do that. And she's like, hang on a minute, I've got to prioritise myself. And these were all sort of challenges that I faced along my journey because I originally was back contracting five days a week. And then after the first year of that, so that was in 2015, so May of 2015, and then in... July 2016, I went to four days a week. And so being really disciplined with my time at that point was important to be able to kind of see what did I want to create here? What do I, how do I want to feel? What am I turning up to do each, each Friday that I had off and not getting caught up in the, oh, I can do my hair appointments then, which don't get me wrong, I did still do those. Um, I can do um, other medical appointments, maybe doctor's appointments, or if I had to go and see my GP for something or other, um, it just kind of worked in well that I didn't have to then coordinate with work hours, which were, you know, nine to five or eight to four thirty kind of thing. And so then eating into family time, I could just do it on a Friday and it made it easy. One of the things that I did do on a Friday then that I kind of, it wasn't really a non-negotiable, but it was something that I prioritized, was actually eating out for lunch most Fridays. And we had a great cafe next near home near home for us, and I really liked um, their Buddha bowls. So I would go down there on a Friday, and I would have that, and I would have a hot chocolate, and I might even have a juice, and I might just sit there and work for that period of time, um, obviously stopping just to eat and relax, but just reading something or diving into something, whatever that looked like. But, you know, that six hours when our kids are at school can go very, very fast, especially when you drop them off and then you sort of come home 
and you might get a few things done from a perspective of, you know, it, if I just do the washing now and if I just do the dishes now, the house will be clean. And, oh, there's that dusting that I could do as well. So let's just get that done and that means it's free for the weekend and we don't have to worry about that sort of stuff. And then it's like, oh, it's lunchtime. Okay, let's pop out for lunch. And then I'll come home and go, oh, crap, I've got like an hour. And I would sit down and diligently work for an hour on whatever I had kind of planned to work on. And I think that's a really important kind of key is to make sure that you have a plan for what you're going to work on on that day. There were times where I would just turn up for it and think that the thing would kind of come into me, (laughs) would just show up. But often what I've found is that when we kind of leave it to the moment, (laughs) it's almost like everything that I wanted to do has vacated the building. And so then I'm probably working on things that, you know, weren't a priority or just seemed like the nice shiny thing to do or the things in inverted commas that I should be doing. So being able to pay attention and see, you know, well, come back to doing the planning, having a look at where you're at, doing some assessment, like baselining effectively, and then going, okay, so I want to go from this place where my baseline is to this place where my goal would be and then have a look at the big milestones that are within that what are the steps that I have to take and using you know setting up a website as an example well so perhaps my end goal is to have that website up and um, and published so that I can share it and that people can come in they can read blogs there's a series of steps that happen in the midst of that Um, so understanding how to build a WordPress site or am I going to use Wix or something else that's free that is kind of templated and then I could I can build it there and then um, I can build it with those templates or am I going to do like I ended up doing a, a WordPress site so I end up doing a course to understand how to build WordPress sites and then um, I think I released my first blog post then it's around well, what other pages do I want within that? What sort of content do I want in there? What images do I want in there? And you can see all the, I guess, all the decisions that have to be made along the way of getting to that end goal. And when my baseline was, I don't have a website, but I want to have a website <laughs> and I want to have something that people can jump into and, and feel at home in and actually come and get some really good information from. Um, But in the meantime, just starting up, well, that's all that's going to look like is just some stuff that I feel like I want to put out into the world. So it's a real big evolution. And like I said before, if you're turning up on that day off to, and it's a day off from the nine to five, but now you're working on your business. So effectively it's not a day off, then you've got to be disciplined. And the discipline starts and ends with you, which is pretty much everything in our life. Um, We can sit there and wait for somebody to do it for us. We could even pay someone to do it for us, but we still got to manage that person. And that person's still going to need information from us to create something that we actually love. We can't just leave it to them. This, um, a website, using that as an example, much like a blog post, much like any art that we create out into the world, whether it be a painting or whether it be music or whether it be uh, DIY templates that people can download and use, they're part of our signature. So 
we can get stuck in perfectionism, but that's not going to help anybody else because we're not going to get these things out into the world and people actually need the information that we're providing. Um, and so making sure that we move through that perfectionism but blocking in that time to create exactly what we want to create is, is really important and, and having that sort of plan to keep moving forward. Now, I've kind of jumped in and I've sort of said, let's, let's start planning, let's start making things happen. But I want to step back and I want to really take us back to what we've seen as kids. Thinking about our generation and predominantly the people that are listening here are generally between the ages of 30 and 50. Um, they're not, um, so we're all out into the workforce or we we're all mums or we're all building our sole businesses we're not all doing it, but we're doing a component of those things. And so when we were kids, and I'll use me as an example, my dad worked full-time uh, 40 hours a week and my mum didn't work full-time, didn't work at all to start with. And then when I'm one of five children and I'm number four in line, so when my sister and I went to school, my mum um, <laughs> negotiated, I guess is the, the right word or a good word, to work part-time and she was negotiating that with my father. Now my father didn't want her to work full-time or didn't want her to, sorry not even full-time, part-time, didn't want her to do that. He wanted her to be home for the kids for us which is great but I also appreciated the fact that she saw that it was important for her to work um, and it was important for her self-worth to be able to go out there and do the things that are important to her in life. So she would work part-time and so then the the I guess the guys was we were we were to go and get a job as soon as we could get a job and my mum got me my first job uh, I was it was 14 and nine months old and uh, I started work at dry cleaners down at Coolman Court and I was with them for nine years it was part-time or casual um and that was great and a great stepping stone. Um, but you learn and obviously you connect with people, but you also earn money. So I was working to earn money. And there was an attachment there to my self-worth that if I'm not earning money, then my self-worth is very low. And that was really challenging and something that came up uh, during my postnatal depression and it comes up now for me as well around how I define my worth and how I define uh, what success looks like for me. So I don't know if you have that as well. Um, so if you were to take away the money in your life and the money that you bring in, would your self-worth be the same? Would it go up or would it go down? And then it's about unpacking those sorts of stories along the way. And when we're moving into following our soul's path, perhaps that's about a career change and therefore all those money stories are going to come up or your self-worth stories are going to come up that are tied to that. So coming back to looking at our example, so here I am, 14, nine months, I'm out to work, I'm studying at school and then after school for me I went to CIT or TAFE, um, I can't remember what else it's called around Australia but um, it's, you know, I went and got a diploma, basically, and I spent three years studying, um, still working part-time, and then it was like, now it's time to get a full-time job. And my first week of full-time work, I went, oh my gosh, this full-time work thing is overrated. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, 
this is not fun. I don't, I don't enjoy it at all. Um, and so it was just a real eye opener for me at that point. But it was this whole story. If you look at, we take out the, or we just look at the feed, basically the line of it, you study, um, you work part-time and then you move into full-time work and you work, well, your full-time work is probably uh, a reflection of the things that you are good at. So for me, I was really good at fashion and uh, so sewing um, and therefore I did a lot of things in that sort of space. That was my, my tertiary education and then working through different jobs and trying to get different jobs in the industry, in the fashion industry, um, which I guess was support. It was supported. Let me rephrase that. It was supported. Um, but I really struggled with getting jobs in that industry like and maybe that's a, a, like a misalignment and something that I can see now that I probably couldn't see then but um there was there was some challenges in that space and then so my I guess my point is now that I'm just rambling a bit is if we look back at our individual pasts and go what was what was the line did mum and dad work did mum work did dad work um do they work full-time, part-time? What was the dynamic? And then what was my story going to be on the other side? Was I going to then move into full-time work, part-time work? And I think it's important to talk about the definition of work and is it something that you just turn up for um, or you're expected to turn up to for the next 40 years of your life or longer, depending on how old you are and when the retirement age will be. But this is where I started to hit this rub around what is work and is it the work that I want to do? And so I could see that there were certain jobs that brought in certain values to my life. And when we talk about the six basic needs, it's a really good reflection because often what we'll be looking at is does it bring significance into my life? Do I feel seen and heard and valued in the organisation? Does it bring certainty? Does it pay me every Thursday on the same, you know, fortnight or the same week um, and I know how much money is going to be in my bank account because I get paid the same amount? Does it bring in uncertainty? And uncertainty is around change. So how much change and how much evolution does come into that role? And for some people that can be really nauseating and for other people like me who kind of, who thrives on that, I didn't used to but now I do, um, that can really keep me going and keep me interested in a role. And now the other thing was, it, was it bringing in love? Did I love it? <laughs> and often when we associate work with any word, the word associated with work is not love. <laughs> we very rarely do that. Um, and so I know I do that now, but that's because I've gone on the journey that I'm on and I love what I do. But there are a lot of people out there that just going for the paycheck and they might like what they do and they can appreciate it and they can see it for what it is, but they're loving their next holiday that they've just booked as opposed to loving to turn up for the challenges that work brings for you. And the other two things that we've got to think about is does it help me grow and how do I, how does this contribution, is it growth? Growth and contribution. 
It's um, it's about community. So, what sort of community is 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 it there? Is am I supporting? Am I there to be of service? And if I'm there to be of service, then predominantly that's going to tick some pretty good boxes for me. But with the top four, so what I talked about: significance, certainty, uncertainty, and love. If that's what I'm doing for work, typically that won't sustain me long term. But if I'm doing getting coming from it from a growth perspective and a um, service or community perspective, these things are going to support me going forward. Now, you might argue that love is important of a job, and it absolutely is, but you can love it and not be growing and you'll just stop loving it. So it's it's not it's not so anchored in. Um, there comes, a, I guess, a level of uncertainty with that love, and that can just be fleeting. Is my is kind of my point there. So just be mindful of that and be able to have a look at where does your work or the things that you love to do in the world, and you can apply this to your relationships. You can apply this to physical activity. You can apply it to the food on your plate, whatever. But those six, and kind of have a look at what you're looking for in that space, and often like looking back, there's been a need to um, make sure that we have certainty. And I know that that was a story that was underpinning my life, that certainty was really important um, because I guess, you know, there'd been a lot of uncertainty in the world. We had World War I, then World War II, then we had Vietnam, and we had a series of other uh, wars happening as well. Um, we had Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, we had all of those sorts of things happening. And so that's just from a war perspective. Then you've got uh, the Great Depression that came on from that sort of stuff. We've got the financial crisis in uh, the early 2000s. So these are all challenges that we faced um, and that some countries continue to face, unfortunately. And so that's why, you know, looking back, the stories that that other generations may have for you when you are going out on your soul's journey, when you are choosing to think differently and to be differently, they might push back on it. And they're going to push back because of their own stories and because they're going to say that they're concerned about you. And that's completely okay and we really appreciate that. But know that that's an opportunity for you to anchor into what's true for you and you know, we can always change. <laughs> this is the good part. Um, once upon a time, you did work in a job for 40 years, right? You just, you stayed with the same employer. You didn't necessarily, or well, some people stayed in the same roles. Um, some people stayed, moved within that organisation, but they were still with that organisation. And that doesn't happen as much today. There's a lot of movement. You may still have the same skill set. Um, but you may go out into the world and, and do that differently within different organisations and so moving around as well. And um, that's, that's just something to be mindful of, that we are going to have different skill sets or we're going to have the same skill set potentially or we're going to grow that skill set and then we're going to apply it differently out into the world. Um, and we're going to do it from an, a safety perspective because we define what safety means to us and to our families, and we're going to go out into the world and just love what we're doing. And from that place, from that loving place, we are going to grow so much more and we're going to be so much kinder to ourselves. We won't be overeating like we do. We won't be overdrinking. We won't be um, staying up till midnight or 1, 2 a.m. watching Netflix or playing games on computers. 
we're going to start to come back into this space where we kind of go, oh, I actually love my life. And now that I've made this change in this area, that has a flow on effect into the other areas. So for me, now that I've made this change in my career area, I'm now able to make those changes quickly or they're already made within other areas of my life. So my relationships have up-leveled. Um, my listening skills were good before, but they are next level. Um, <laughs> that's really good. My eating has changed as well. Uh, you all know that I've given up chocolate this year, but that even with that, like there's been some challenges in there, but I've done it from a kind and loving space. Whereas <clears throat> potentially in the past, I would have beaten up on myself and been, been out running and doing all the things. And I didn't need to do any of that. So when we come back into doing things from our soul's perspective, so we're going on our soul's path, the first step, and this might be the hardest step, and it may not be the step that you're ready for when you start on this, but it's surrender. That is the first step, is to surrender to the things that are coming into you, to let go of saying no, because it's not a smart decision. However, being a heart decision, it's going to help you to grow. And it may not be the perfect decision for you right now. So we will often push back on doing something because we go, oh, it's, it's got to be right. I've got to make the right decision right now. Otherwise, if it's going to affect, and often we'll look at it outside my family, or I can't pay the rent or the mortgage, then I can't do this sort of thing. But there are so many people out there who are doing this, right? Who are doing the things that really light them up and they're doing it from a safe space. You can do that too. So surrender is what I encourage you to start playing with. It's not the easy easy start point. Um, it's going to take time and it's going to be challenging for you because you're not used to it. You're used to reacting to things. But what if we just slowed down life? What if we went, okay, these are the things that I love doing. These are the things where I get lost with time. And I know I've got a family here and I know I've got a husband to support or a wife or a partner. I know that I've got a job that I still have to do because I'm still committed to that and I'm going to stay there maybe part-time for a period of time until I can build this up or I'm ready. I'm at the point where it's time to make that shift. It's time to surrender and allow those challenges to come into you because on the other side of surrender, there is a so much peace because all the stories start to drop away because you're not trying to fight with the stories that are coming up about how hard you're going to have to work to make that thing work, how not having the security of a, of a job and the paycheck every fortnight or week or whatever it is, um, that that's really going to cause disruption in your family. But what if it didn't? What if it didn't at all? What if it actually created space for you to be who you want to be be the best version of yourself, be the version of yourself that you're meant to be. You already are the best version, but be the version of yourself that you're meant to be. And then you went out into the world and lit up the world for other people. Like you think, we often think that I've got all this information to give, but oh, nobody's going to want to hear from me. But what if they did want to hear from you? What if I never started on my journey and therefore, I never met the people that I've met along the way. 
that I've never that I never had the opportunity to serve the beautiful people that I've had to serve that I've gotten to serve it's just been amazing and that's because I've chosen to go on this journey now it's not it's not all bells and bells and whistles and it's not you know fireworks going off every five minutes but it's dead sight better than what I was doing and I love what I I had a great job before but I love what I'm doing now and part of that surrender is not giving up this can be the hardest part because there's going to be lots of like I say roadblocks or people coming at you along the way and all that is about is just you anchoring further into the belief that you are enough and that what you're doing is enough and that's okay and letting go of those shoulds, you know, people should come along and support me. People should be happy for me. They don't have to be happy for you. You get to be happy for you. And that's the gift that you give yourself every single day. And recently I had a session with my um, spiritual guide and she taps into my higher self. And I asked my higher self, what do I need to do? What am I missing that I need to bring in or create to move to the next level of whatever my next level is? And the answer to that was nothing, nothing. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, that feels really good. Like I'm keep moving forward, keep doing the things that I'm doing and everything will keep unfolding for me. And that was a pretty cool answer. And I reckon if you asked your higher self, you just sat closed your eyes, took in a few deep breaths through your nose and out through your mouth and started tapping into your inner inner self, that you would then start to see that you have nothing, you are not missing anything. You have everything within you to become the person that you dream about becoming and the only person holding you back is you. So start taking those steps, release those stories and keep moving forward. The other thing that we need to do or we have the opportunity to do when we're doing this sort of work, when we're going on our soul's path, is to create clarity. Now, this can be a bit more challenging because our brain loves to get involved and loves to tell us that we don't know what we're doing, even though we're taking these steps forward. But the reality is when we trust ourselves and when we just do the one next thing, we get that out in the world. The, the following thing will open up. So like these podcast episodes, for example, <clears throat> in late November, when I decided that, okay, we're going to wrap up the interviews and I'll start them back in February, up in February. And for now, we're just going to do summer soul sessions. That didn't, that word, those three words didn't come to me straight away. It's kind of like an evolution that had to happen. And then I'm like, okay, so I've got nine weeks. Holy crap. What am I going to talk about? <laughs> And this is my standard. Holy crap. So what do I talk about for nine episodes? And what do I talk about for 45 minutes, (laughs) which is what the goal was to sort of hit on those episodes. And rather than getting caught up in my head, I chose to just go, okay, the first episode has to be about change Um, because I changed the podcast name for the third time. And here I am changing the structure of the podcast. Usually it's interviews, but I wouldn't be doing that for the next nine weeks. And the question was, would I still be doing beginner health sessions? The answer to that is yes. But I'm like, oh, I need to make these decisions. Okay, so what's the one next thing I could see? I could see that the first episode would change. And then I went, oh, we need to talk about mirrors. 
I love talking about mirrors. Let's, uh, this is something that I'm diving into and I'm watching and I'm starting to create and, you know, all of this sort of stuff um, is manifesting in front of me. Okay, that's episode two. And then probably half a day later, episode three came through and episode four and episode five, you know, like it was just this evolution over a couple of days. And then I just wrote them up on my whiteboard. And now each week I just come and talk about it. And I've chosen to do it from a place of not being fully scripted for 45 minutes. I just didn't want to write for that length of time. And I wanted to create a level of freedom so I could connect with you through my words that was flowing through from my higher self on the day that I recorded them. And this was all very new. And the last time I tried to do this, there was so many ums. So I was really conscious of not um, getting, <laughs> just did one then, not getting caught up with all of the how things should be and how perfect that they should be. So allowing that clarity to come through when when your soul is ready, but also not getting caught up in your mind. So this is where, for me, breathing is really important because I can really get caught up in my mind around, you know, making things perfect. And if I say this thing, perhaps that, you know, this group of people will come in. Or if I say it like this, maybe this group of people will come in. And I'm like, do you know what? That doesn't matter. If you're enjoying the content on here, you're going to keep listening. If you're not enjoying the content, you won't keep listening. And that's okay because other people will start enjoying the content and they'll start coming in. And what I've noticed through the stats is there's a lot of people enjoying this content over the previous content. Um, There are some episodes that have done really, really well, but there are also these episodes, Summer Soul Sessions, that are getting really amazing stats. And I'm like, oh, well, that's really interesting. So coming back to the soul's path and how do we stay on it, it's creating that clarity, but not getting caught up in how do I do things. The how is not your job. The how is the universe's job or your soul's job, whatever you decide to call it. And it's the what. We focus as humans on the what. What's the one next thing I can do toward working towards my goal? So I've given you that example of the podcast. The same with my business. What's the one next thing? Well, something came into me about creating a wellness plan. And I'm like, okay, so let's create that. I want to make that free for people. Okay, so you can go over onto my website and you can grab that and grab all the journaling prompts out for that. But you can also come in and do a session with me. You know, like there's always these options. And so then I will be able to walk you through that document effectively but what's going to happen in that session it's an hour and a half session is I'm going to ask you lots more questions and we're going to get so much more deeper and that really excites me I've got a big smile on my face and so that we can dive into all the areas of your wellness plan and make it yours make it unique for you because bioindividuality is really important and so that's my soul on fire that's my soul doing the things that I really enjoy And so, yeah, coming back to that clarity. So at the moment we've got surrendering and knowing that that surrender may may be challenging for you to start with, but that's okay. But starting to practice that and just releasing rather than getting caught up in our heads and having that clarity, the clarity of mind that I don't need to know where I'm going and what I'm going to do. I, Me personally, I have a vision of where we're going. Um, it's interesting that I had 
part of that vision come through to me recently and I went oh I like this part of it but I don't want that part of it so this isn't where we're going to be living for example so it was really interesting to watch that and I talked about it before just around letting go of those who don't understand people don't need to understand about your journey because it's not their journey it's yours (laughs) so don't get caught up in the fact that oh my gosh, they don't understand, they're not supporting me, all of those sorts of things. It's not that at all. It's just not their journey and that's okay. So let them go. Don't hold on to them in your mind because they're living their life. They're not caught up in your life. Let them go and live their life, do their things, be them and then come back into you because then from there you can create that clarity, you can surrender and you can start building all of the things that you want to do because if you're worried about them and you're living in their life, you're not living in your own life. And it's a funny one to, it's a challenging one because you want people to come along with you because you're excited but not everybody's going to. And I think the best thing that we can do is just love them where they're at and then just go on our own journey. And celebrate yourself. This is one of the big key things that we all need to do more of and we all can do more of. So you're going to see a lot more of that happening over on my Instagram page because we don't celebrate ourselves enough. We get we tick off things and then we kind of move forward and go, okay, what's the next thing that we need to do? But we're going to start to do that more. And you will also, by moving into the work that you're doing or into your soul's path, whether that be through eating differently, um, it's exercising, it's a spiritual path that you go on, whether you're meditating more regularly or doing yoga or um, breath work, whatever it might be for you, if you're going to go and do those things, you're going to meet new people and they're going to come into your world and they're going to get you and they're going to hear you and you will hear them as well, you know, be really good listeners for each other and you'll create a community around you that's different to the community that you had before and that's completely okay. Actually, it's more than okay because it's so much more inspiring and it's so much brighter than you could ever have imagined. Uh, It's it's just phenomenal and you'll learn and grow and, and keep bouncing off each other. So it's always good fun. So the third or the fourth thing that I want to sort of remind you of is because going on our soul's path or soul's journey can be like mind-blowing bombs going off all over the shop um, and you can hit some challenges and roadblocks and it could be that the kids aren't sleeping or there's been an illness go through your house or you've been asked to do a special project and it kind of works in well so therefore you're going to go and do go off and do that bit of work but the work that you really want to do is on the sidelines. And what I'd encourage you to do is just to keep coming back. Always just keep coming back to the work because this is the work that you will find joy in. Much like I talked about the human needs, the six basic needs at the start. Sometimes we'll do things for a significance, but then it's not going to light us up. Whereas the work that we're doing for our souls, following our soul's path, is going to bring that connection and it's going to bring that growth and that's what we're coming back to lighting up our own soul on a regular basis to produce some of the most amazing things that have never been seen on this earth before we tell ourselves that everything has been created but it hasn't 
It hasn't and it will never. And so what do you want to be? Who do you want to be out in the world? And sometimes that just starts with the smallest piece of I can do this one thing now and then oh, look at this other thing that's shown up as well. So always show up for it. Um, and what I say with it, it's the things that you get lost in. You don't need to know how to do all the bits and pieces. You just need to know how to do your piece, whatever that might be. If you're creating something, you just need to know how to create it. In terms of the sales side of things, there are so many opportunities or ways to sell things these days. You don't have to do all of that. And pay someone a commission. Why not? Because otherwise things are going to stay stuck and you're going to stay stuck in money in your uh, money stories because you haven't actually worked through them. And let your soul run the show, not your mind and not your heart, because both of those will want to jump in. But your heart can tell you that something feels so amazing. It's going to be so great. We're going to have the best time. But really, it's it's just coming from potentially a lack space. And the same with your mind. Your mind will tell you, don't do that because it'll come the opposite way. Don't do that because you, it, there's no certainty over here. You're not going to get paid enough or you're not going to have the opportunities that you know should come through the door in that space. But always know that there's an equal flow of energy. So what you put out into the world in one space will come back to you and it may not be through that first space. It may come through back to you through another space, something that you cannot see. So always be creating this flow of energy to allow things to come back into you. And finally, I just want to remind you that doing going on your soul's journey, it's part of who you are. Yes, we have to have boundaries. But don't separate from it. Don't, but we're not, don't separate from your soul's journey. Don't see it as two different things. This is me and this is my soul's journey. Your soul's journey is you. It's who you've always been. And that might be being an amazing PA at a, at a I'm going to say legal firm or an accountant's office or at a school or um, in a government department. That may be your soul's journey and you may it may just light you up on so many levels that you love doing it. Go and do that thing and make that you. It doesn't define you. There's so many other aspects of who you are, but make that you because that's who you actually are. It's a really good book, um, Robin Sharma's Lead Without a Title, and there's many different characters within that book who talk about being coming to work, being on their soul's journey and just leading, leading from the space that they're in. They don't have to be a CEO of a big organization to lead. We lead every single day. So just lead in your space and you will start to naturally create, um, <clears throat> I'm going to say more opportunities for peop- other people around you to lead as well. And so when you stand up and say, this is who I am and this is what lights me up and this is what I do on a daily basis, you give permission to others to do the same thing. And when we do all of that from a space of joy, we naturally create more joy in our lives. Coming back to that opposite, you know, every all the energy flow, it actually comes back into us. So what we put out into the world comes back to us. What we give to the world comes back to us. That joy we put out into the world comes back to us. And so... If we are putting out some lack 
um, and some stories about how we can't do what we, we're doing, then that's all going to come back to us as well. But when we change that narrative and go, do you know what? I can think what I want to think on purpose and I can create the life that I want to create on purpose. How good is that? So that's pretty much what I wanted to share with you today about being on your soul's path and how you stay on it. And just please know that it's not a linear, like straight line. It's not from point A to point B. It's got curves, it's got twists, it's got um, great, it's a great story, right? Everybody's story is. It's, it's the hero's journey. And so when we start to take that journey, there are going to be challenges. It's going to be scary. You're going to want to vomit. You're going to have fear. But you're also going to be excited. You're going to light other people up on on the journey as well, which will light you up. You're going to love what you're doing, even on the days where it's more challenging and you have to do the things that you really don't want to do. You're going to just be more you. And you're going to naturally... It's funny, I kind of think it's like taking off coats. It's coming out of winter and going into the spring and you take off all those coats of the person who you thought you needed to be um, and you become the person that you've always been, that beautiful person that's always been in there and who is ready to shine and who is ready to put the things out into the world even though they don't know how they're going to do it. But they know if they take the next one step, if they engage from an authentic space from a loving space and start creating you know opportunities for others um it's it's just going to flow it's just going to grow and that's the beautiful thing so let's sum up okay there was a lot of information in there one is around the first step to following your soul's path is surrender so surrender to that path and as I said, you don't need to know all the, all the steps along the way. They're going to present, to the, present to you and you'll navigate them and you'll get in your head and then you'll get out of your head and then you'll get in your flow and things will be going great. And then you'll get back in your head and things won't be going great. And then you'll be back in your flow. And, you know, it'll be this evolution until you get to a point where you're in more flow than you are in your head. Um, the head will certainly pop in, but you've got more tools and things to be able to move through. And that surrender is one of those key tools to be able to do that. Look out for your clarity. You have a goal. And often, you know, we can look outside of ourselves for those goals, but we have to come back to the intrinsic motivation, that internal motivation for the things that we love and the things that will drive us forward. And, you know, like a lot of the time with my soul's journey, I kind of go, I just know I need to be here. And Chris and I were talking the other night um, about whether, you know, stories in the past about me, you know, perhaps going and getting a part-time job that was in an area that was that interested me. Um, but I just went, yes, I can do that, but I'm always going to keep coming back here. So what am I missing or what do I need to change and shift to make this more, um, make this more, to have more impact on the world? Because that's what I want to be doing. It's all about impact. So how can I, what are the things, not how, what, what's the things that I can create to create more impact on the world and I would ask you to journal out that question and I think I'm going to take it with me after this and go and journal that out as well now let go and the third one is let go of those who don't understand 
And I don't mean let go physically. They could be people who are in your immediate life who never, who you love and you want to be around, but they just don't get what you're doing. And that's okay because they've got their own stories. And the moment that they, those stories come at you, they're not yours, they're theirs. And if it triggers you, then you have that story too. So just be aware of that differentiation that when somebody comes to you and says, well, why would you do that? That's just stupid. Um, you've just left a secure job to go off and do this thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's their stories. And if it triggers you, there's a story within you that you have an opportunity to look at and kind of go, okay, why is that story triggering me? What is the story that I'm telling myself inside my own head? And what are the tools? How can I move forward with my thought work to go, no, 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 I know where I'm meant to be. It's okay. And I can let that person have their stories and I can transform my own stories. And that does take time. That's okay. But you're in the right space. And the fourth tip is to keep coming back. So you will get off track. It happens. You will find a shiny toy that you'll run off with and you'll do things um, and that's okay. But keep coming back to the work. That's all it is. And it's not work. It's play. It's fun. It's soul work. It's or soul's path. It's the journey. It's the journey. And then remember that that journey is a part of who you are. It's not separated from you. It is actually who you are. And that doesn't mean you have to be there doing it 24 by 7. You can absolutely put up boundaries and go, do you know what? These other parts of my life are important too. But go on that soul journey within all areas of your life. Go through it with your relationship. Go through it with your children. Go through it with your friends. Go through it with um your home cooking, go through it with your home environment. What do you need to declutter? How do you want to create? How do you want to feel when you walk in the door? Do you want to feel overwhelmed by all the stuff around you? Or do you kind of want to come back and go, oh my gosh, this feels so much better that I don't have all that stuff around me. So how do you want to feel on purpose and do that in every area of your life so that this is more holistically you and absolutely you. And as I said earlier, just bring in that joy so that you can wrap joy around yourself. All right. Well, I hope this was helpful. I'm just sitting here reflecting on the question and making sure that I answered it. So how do we stay on our soul's path? Um, I think I have, but if I haven't, please let me know. And uh, yeah, if I think of anything, I'm sure I'll come back and share with at some point. But yeah, that was a really good episode and a really good I guess, uh, release of information that I've kind of been holding on to. And these sorts of business questions are coming to me more regularly now. So what I'm thinking about doing, and this is only a new thought, is doing a monthly uh, topic, like picking, having, you know, you guys submit topics to me um, that you want or questions that you have that you would like me to answer So if this has been valuable for you, I'd really love for you to tell me. So head over to Instagram and just send me a DM. So susan.scolan.coach and or come to my website or just send me an email at hello at susanscolan.com. And I'm happy to chat to you. And if you've got any questions, just throw them, throw them my way. I'm more than happy to chat to you about them um, and work through them. And I'm more than happy to come back and do a podcast episode specifically around the question that you actually have. 
So like I said, if there, if this has resonated with you, if you would like more of these types of episodes that are more business focused, that's, as I said, there's lots of questions been coming at me recently. So I'm more than happy to come in and do these. Um, but I'd love to know what you'd love to know. So talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And I have a couple of small favors to ask. If you love this episode, please share it with someone you love and you know the episode will resonate with. Also to help spread the word about my podcast, please head over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love hearing your thoughts about my podcast and what's resonating with you. Plus it helps us share my podcast with the rest of the world, which is amazing. Finally, thank you so much for being here. I'm super grateful for you and I'm truly honored you've spent your time with me. Let's keep rising. Let's keep growing because it's totally possible to live a life you love every day right where you are. See you in the next episode.